Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast. This edition of the Moving Iron Podcast is brought to you by these great sponsors. Axon started out of a passion for keeping agriculture moving. Imagine having 100 years of tire and wheel knowledge in your back pocket the next time you sell a piece of ag equipment. To find more or become an Axon dealer, please visit axontire.com. This podcast is also brought to you by Valley Transportation. Valley Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. Call Parker at 800-657-4910 or go to valleytransinc.com for all your trucking needs. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. This podcast is also brought to you by AgDirect. No matter how you buy your ag equipment from a dealer, auction, or a private party, AgDirect can help you finance it. You can even apply online at agdirect.com. Learn more about your financing options at agdirect.com. Moving iron in the 21st century. Hardworking people working hard for you and me. Moving iron time and time again. Through the years you'll find us here. Moving iron. Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast. This edition of the Moving Iron Podcast is brought to you by Axon Tire, helping dealers move more iron for the past 100 years. For more information, go to axontire.com. This week, uh, man, I love talking with uh, the folks from Axon Tire, and this week we've got John Kennedy and Paige Marsh with us. So, Paige, how you doing today? I'm doing good, Casey. How are you? Good, good. John, how you been, man? All good, brother. You? Now, I can't complain any. Can't complain any at all. So, um, it is uh, officially spring. Got all the planning things going on. We got everyone getting field work, depending on where you're at in the country. All kinds of crazy things happening. So, Paige, what's what's the uh, temperature been around the uh, the main office up there in, uh, with Axon? Well, I think today it's 46. The mm-hmm. high was 50, so we're almost there. Yep. Um, but other than that, I don't think it's gotten warmer than that. We had snow yesterday, and then today it's just about 50. So, typical yep. Midwest weather for you in the that's, spring. That's very much so. You get second winter, right? Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> right Hopefully, on. next couple of weeks it'll uh, clear up. Yeah. So up up there in in uh, in, in uh, Iowa where you're at, what t- talk a little bit about what you're seeing right now? You got a lot of field work going on. You got a lot of guys anxious to get out in the field. Oh yeah, they're always anxious to get out in the field, Casey. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're getting their stuff ready, getting their tires on their equipment, doing their machine checks, um, just doing all the routine work, and then they're going to probably start hitting the fields within the next couple of weeks. Right on. John, yeah. John, so you're down there in Louisiana. You can you cover the southeast uh, section for uh, for Axon, so you have a pretty big swath of of area down there. Talk a little bit about what you're seeing happen down there right now. Well, here in Louisiana, the corn growers normally start putting seed in the ground around March first. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot a little bit of that is a gamble because if they do have it come up, we have a a late frost that can that could spell disaster for a few of them that are chomping at the bit, but. Generally, they they get seed in the ground March 1st, dodging rain showers. Right now, we're extremely wet. We weren't going to have a whole lot of corn planted this year simply because of the input cost. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there were a few guys that were going to diversify and put some, put some corn in the ground. Unfortunately, we've been extremely wet down here. Pretty much only about 25% of that product has been uh, planted. And with their cutoff date of the 15th rapidly approaching, we're going to have to have two two good weeks of sunshine if they get the rest of it with them around. Yep. Yeah, and there's been a lot of talk about this, uh, you know, we've got this 
switching from El Nino or La Nina to El Nino and, and how that switches the weather patterns around and, and what that looks like. And, you know, Sean Hackett here on the podcast has talked quite a bit about some planning delays and what that might look like. So it sounds like you're starting to see some of that down there in the, in the southern part of the country. It's happening. Yeah, yeah. John, so when you're, when you're out there right now and you're looking around, um, I mean, you cover a very diverse area, man. You go all the – I mean, just because it's southeast doesn't mean it's it's all the same thing. I mean, you go all the way from West Texas all the way to – to what all the way to Florida? You go all the way to, over to Florida? All the way to the East Coast. All right, yeah. So you've got you got a big spot there. Uh, before we were talking, you were talking about you're in the panhandle here of uh of Texas just this week. I guess as you take a look what's going on out there, we start to see some really extreme drought situations and, and the need for some rain. What do you what was your kind of thought when you were out there and what were you seeing out there in the panhandle of Texas? Well, with that new being new territory for me, I never witnessed anything like that. I was actually up there. I went to the Amarillo Farm Show this past November uh, to visit with customers during the show. And even then, they were talking about how dry they were, that they had had a lot of wheat cover crop planted, but it had not come up yet because they had been so dry. We, we fast forward to where we are now, and it's three months later, and they've still not had any, any moisture at all. So I think for that part up there it's pretty much going to spell disaster for some of those guys yeah yeah it's it's been dry even up here in the panhandle it's been really dry we rely heavily on on irrigation uh water anyway so what we're really worried about is is the snow melt that we get out of the mountains and and right now um you know it's it's very hit and miss depending on where you're at but there's there's a I always joke with my wife, like, you know, it's not actually summer till you have the, the late spring blizzard. So uh, that's that's coming up here. So we should be hopefully knocking on wood if we get some, a big snowstorm. Because if we get, you know, a couple feet of snow out here, that means in the mountain they might get four or five feet of snow. And that's that's going to put us where we need to be at. So knock on wood, I hope we get that situation taken care of and we have the the, the growing pattern that we need um, to, to get things going. Because as, as you talked about earlier, you know, you talked about, the uh, pr- prospective uh, acres report came out on Thursday, and uh, this is the first time in a long time where corn wasn't the leading crop being planted. You know, and it goes back to your input cost part of it, and you start looking at soybeans and and what goes in there. And you know, it's, it's spraying season, right? So you got all these sprayers out running around, and starting looking at those kind of things. And I just had a conversation with a guy today, and this is why I want to talk to you about it because I need some floats on on sprayers. You know, it's so many different. Uh, schools of thought there when you start looking at floats on tires or on on sprayers some guys like 800 some guys want 710 some guys want 650s i mean there's all these different things out there when you're talking to your customer about floats for sprayers what what's that target you're looking for and how do you have that conversation most of the guys that i deal with here in the south i have a very small uh flotation tire customer base Mm -hmm. most of it is in the oklahoma area there are a lot of guys there Mm -hmm. 650s tend tend to be the most popular uh a few guys run the 710s pretty much when you go farther south farther east all these guys are on beds Mm -hmm. they're either on 30 inch beds 38 inch beds about the only time they would run a flotation tire and and i would say probably a 520 would be a considered a flotation tire for those guys. So, but, you know, they're trying to, they're trying to fit down rows. They're trying not to disturb their beds. So it really just depends on what part of the country I'm in. You go farther South, farther East, those guys are on five twenties. The guys up in the upper, my upper territory, there's some guys that run floats up there, but 
for the most part, what we see with a lot of these guys is when the beauty behind flotation tires for, for my customers, they're only running them a short period of time during right. the year. Yep. So the, 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 it's always great to sell a set of flotation tires. The downside of that, it could, you know, they could last them five or six years. So it right. might, it might actually be about five or six years before you get another sell on. Yep. That's one, that's the one thing here too, is where flotation tires are. So not, they're not a, they're not a constant either. It really depends on, on really what the weather situation is like at the time. So hopefully we can, we can get some, some soft ground so we can use those flotation tires. If not, even out here, it's so sandy soil. Sometimes having a set of floats aren't that aren't that bad of a thing to keep you on top of the ground for sure. So, well, you can't you can't talk about the southeast and not talk about cotton, man. So let's let's talk about what's going on out there in the cotton market. So there's a million things happening right there right now, especially with the stuff we see in Ukraine. We start looking at the price of oil and how you, uh, cotton has that that direct uh, correlation with oil and those kind of things. The price of cotton has stayed up uh, very well uh, over this. You've got to have some some customers out there that are um, anxious to get this crop planted and see what happens. Yes, especially in the in the Panhandle area I was in last well this past week. You know that is the product, but if it's not silage corn, it's it's cotton. Mm-hmm. And I drove through just miles and miles and miles of nothing but cotton land. Uh, that you know those two crops are the biggest thing there. You move south here in Louisiana, we don't have near the, the cotton acreage we once had, you know, 15, 20 years ago. Uh, a lot of that's been taken over by grain mm-hmm. uh, planting. Up in Arkansas, there's there's still a, a little bit in south central Arkansas, of course. Quite a bit in Mississippi, Alabama. North Alabama is still huge up there, Georgia. Mm-hmm. You really don't see any, any in Florida. A little bit here in South Carolina here and there in South Carolina, but the guys, uh, the cotton farmers this past year hit a home run with, with, with yield. Uh, we do expect to see some acreage increase really just depends on the area. If the farmers who haven't been in cotton, you know, a lot of them want to try to get into it, but there is a shortage of, of cotton machines right now as well. So custom harvesting something that, you know, a newcomer to cotton would have to look at because you've got to be set up for cotton. Yeah, a lot of logistics in cotton. You got to have a lot of a lot of things in place to make that work. There's no no doubt about that. So, so John, as you're making these travels, you know, I tell you some of the issues that I'm running into. Obviously, is is the, uh, the lack of availability for equipment, whether it's new or used. You know, there's still that availability is there. You just don't not for sure when you're going to get it. That's that's kind of what the same. Uh, it's almost like the uh, what's that? How's that saying go? Same song, different verse. You know, from 2022, it's pretty well the same thing. As you look at what's going around, the guys you're talking with and you're traveling around speaking to, interest rates got to be on people's minds and and uh, you know availability has got to be on people's minds too. So I guess what do you what are you seeing out there as you make your travels? Still a huge shortage. You know, I, I talk to these guys, try to get a, a read on when they think we might climb out of this hole we're in. You know, the, the latter part of this past year, everybody was saying 2023. Yeah. I think that that that's wishful thinking, you know, as, <laughs> as, right, we're, yeah. as we're getting yeah. into uh, uh, coming up on the middle part of this year. It, it's looking a little bit more like the reality is looking a little bit more like 2024. Yep. 
uh, small machines, uh, your, your up to 100 horsepower machines, they're starting to filter in here and there. Your high horsepower tractors, you know, everything's pre-sold. Yep. There's, there's just, and there's no inventory. Yep. And you know, if a guy, if a, if a small farmer walks in off the street and wants to go in and buy a 280, 300 horse tractor, he's probably going to be waiting at least another year and a half. Yeah. Yep. So it's, um, as I, as I like to say, it's hard to sell out of an empty wagon. It, it is hard. I'll take my word for it. It's tough. Um, they have, a. Uh, as you guys are looking at, let's talk about your inventory levels right now. What you guys see happening? You have one of the biggest inventories that I that I know of uh, out there right now. And as you guys look at your stuff, what kind of struggles are you seeing on your end from logistics? Well, it just really depends on what brand you're looking for. Right. Michelin Michelin is extremely hard to come by right now. Mm-hmm. Um, that you know, that's about like trying to find a needle in a haystack. Firestone production is down. In fact, I, I had quite a few people calling about smaller sizes. Uh, generally, the, the bias line, from what I understand, I mean, Firestone has no inventory right now. I think, from what I understand, they were putting more of their energy or all of their energy into their larger radials, which, you know, kind of makes sense. But it left a hole in the, the small tire market, the bias market. I mean, there's just, if you're looking for implement tires right now there's just there's just a huge shortage alliance we're heavy heavy in alliance our inventory is okay right now but you know we have to order that stuff in from across the pond it normally takes about 90 days from the time we order it to hit stateside so we have a large order that's about to hit the dock any day now and actually we just put another order together that's you know 90 more days out uh, to get ready for harvest season so if a person's not brand specific, they're not brand picky, we do have product. Uh, steel prices, of course, I think everybody who's in the equipment market knows that steel prices have, have uh, really put a hurt on everyone's pocketbook. Wheel prices in general, we sell a lot of wheels. You're probably looking at you know, a 65, 70% price increase since this time last year. Uh, it's crazy now when a, when a wheel is almost as expensive as a tire is, and it, yeah. you know, it's, uh, you know, uh, overhead cost for everybody's going up. Yep. Yeah. Still, still surcharges have been just an incredible amount here of late. I mean, you, you take a look over the last two years and what steel's done and how much that's increased the price of everything that's, whether it's the steel in tires or the steel in wheels or the steel in machinery, it's amazing how much that's driven up price. And it's just, uh, no end in sight, you know, this Ukraine thing, uh, Russia deal. Um, there's a lot of iron ore that comes out of that part of the world that is going to get, um, it's probably just going to have a hard time getting it out right now just because of what's going on there. So it'll be interesting to watch things and how they progress uh, throughout the year here. So looking forward to see what other good news comes down the pike on the on price increase side of, of the business. No, no doubt about that. So, John, as you uh, – as you take a look here, moving towards the end of uh, going into planting season, and then you know through that lull going into plant season or to harvest season, what are the some things you're paying attention to right now, and and, and what do you uh, what do you what's really on your radar right now as far as what you're what you're paying attention to and and what's going on in the market here? Well, of course, you know the weather. Everything revolves around the weather, right? And as Paige and I actually met on a phone call a couple of days ago. 
talking about, you know, from a marketing standpoint, what we want to look, you know, look at for harvest season. We, you know, Trish, trying to stay ahead of the ball. And it's really, really hard because you can either have an extremely wet harvest or you can have an extremely dry harvest. And, and Mother Nature, as we know, is very, very hard to predict. The main thing is just having product, you know, grain um, car tires, combine tires, that, and that generally tends to be my busiest time of the year is harvest because, you know, they're always up against the clock, up against weather, so they have to get that product out. Yep. Just having the inventory, being prepared for the worst. Right. You know, it, it, it's kind of disappointing, which, you know, from a sales standpoint, when you have an extremely dry season and nobody needs rubber. Right, right. Yeah. You know, good, good for them, bad for us. But you know, that's just uh, that's just the world we live in, and sometimes it happens like that. But I think the key is just to make sure we have the product in case the the customer needs it. Right, absolutely. Paige, what are some of the stuff you're paying attention to right now? Yeah, you know, I would second everything that John said. Um, especially in Iowa, everything revolves around the weather. Mm-hmm. I remember we were talking about snowstorms and. I don't know how many years ago it was, but we had a snowstorm that hit in April yeah. and that paused everyone getting out in the field. So I think we're just really talking about getting inventory um, and keeping our inventory back in the warehouse full um, and then keeping people ready for harvest or getting people ready for harvest and getting them through planting season. Right on. That's yeah, so all good points. Well, Paige, this is my favorite part of uh, when Axon comes on because we get the new giveaway for the month, and I love I love uh, doing my little shtick with Aaron on on that when we do those when we do those podcasts together. So, what's uh, what's this month's giveaway from from Axon Tire? Yeah, this is a good one. Um, this month's giveaway is going to be a digital tire pressure gauge, mm-hmm. and then also a Firestone branded T shirt. Um, and to uh-huh. enter that giveaway, all you got to do is email marketing at axontire and email your phone or no, not your phone number, <laughs> your address and your first and last name. And we'll get the digital tire pressure gauge sent out to you as well as a Firestone t-shirt. I bet you have more t-shirts than you can give away. I mean, we more, do. Yeah. We do. <laughs> I imagine so we're a, ready for your orders. <laughs> I imagine you got a few t-shirts laying around there. So that'll be, that'll oh, be yeah. a good one. So yeah, definitely going to get myself a Firestone t-shirt. That'll be yeah. awesome. <laughs> John, do you have any final thoughts before we close it down? No, we just, you know, I wish everyone luck this year. It's going to be a, a trying year. It's uh, yep. between, you know, the, the great thing is commodity prices are up. That's, that, that is a huge positive. Uh, input costs are eating everyone's lunch right now. Yes. Equipment costs eating everyone's lunch right now. I really wouldn't want to be a grower right now <laughs> with all those challenges. But, hey, you know, it's in their DNA and, and they're able to roll with the punches. So, you know, just wishing all those guys luck because, look, you know, the in our world, the better better they do, the better we do, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, John, folks, I want to reach out to you and uh, get more information about what you're doing for Axon. What's the best way to do that? Yeah, you can uh, get me by phone at 888-980-1208 or by email at john.kennedy at axontire.com. Right on. And, Paige, what's the best way to uh, get a hold of you up there in, in Iowa? Yep. If you guys need anything in Iowa, it's going to be page.marsh at axontire.com. Right on. And uh, one more time with the, uh, with the email for the, for the freebies. 
Yep. For the digital tire pressure gauge and that Firestone t-shirt, you can go ahead and email your first and last name and your address to marketing at axontire.com. I just hit send on my email, so I'm ready. Awesome. Can't wait to get it. All right. All right. Well, guys, I appreciate you being on the podcast and uh, supporting everything we're doing here. I really do appreciate uh, the partnership we have. Thanks for having us, Casey. Thanks for having us, Casey. I'm Casey Seymour with Moving Iron Podcast. Make sure you check me out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn. I also have a YouTube uh, page called uh, Moving Iron Podcast YouTube channel, so very creative. So check that out. Um, If you all have a test time to do that, also go to movingironllc.com for everything Moving Iron related. Also, for all the information for the Moving Iron Summit coming up here in Nashville, Tennessee, the great folks for Axon Tire are going to be there uh, in – in masses this year. So everyone's going to have a chance to meet everybody that they see in this podcast, as well as uh, uh, all the great stuff they have to offer there. So guys, I appreciate that and look forward to seeing you guys in Nashville. So with that, I'm Casey Seymour with John and Paige. It's Goose Myron, folks. Out. Axon Tire is going to have more tips, tricks, and client advice throughout the year and in September at the Moving Iron Summit in Nashville. If you're looking to sign up for the event, please head over to movingironllc.com. We hope to see you there. Valley Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. Call Parker at 800-657-4910 or go to valleytransitinc.com for all of your trucking needs. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. And no matter how you buy ag equipment from a dealer, auction, or a private party, AgDirect can help you finance it. You can even apply online at agdirect.com. Learn more about your financing options at agdirect.com.